The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. 1928, a journalist called David Sears wrote a play, a war romance called Juggernaut. It was originally staged at the Gate Theatre, but then the play has been forgotten for nearly a hundred years. It has since been rediscovered and is returning for a full production at the Lexicon Library and Cultural Centre in Dunleary. Now, I'm joined by Maya Dunphy, a great niece of David Sears, and by actor Kevin Stanton, who's playing the role of Captain McDermott Barry. A good morning and welcome to you both. Good morning, Pat. So, he's your relative, Maya. Tell us who he was. I feel like a complete interloper here, Pat. I mean, because I have nothing to do with getting this great production back up and running and resurrected again. But he was my great uncle. Now, he died in 1951. And obviously, I'm not that old. But he's a name that I heard over the generations, over the years, um, because he married my dad's family. Um, My maternal, my paternal grandmother was uh, a Manning. And David Sears married Anna Manning. Uh, we knew her as Babs. Well, I didn't again. She died before I was born. But they lived in this fantastic house at 74 Leinster Road in Rathmines. And David died in 1951. Um, but that house became a lifeline to so many of the extended family, nieces, nephews. My dad lived there when he was studying in Dublin. And that's what we all knew about this this great house. And we knew, we knew David Sears was this great man. We knew he'd been a writer. But it was really only in the last few years. Um, my cousin, Con Manning, he's, everyone needs a Con Manning. You know, the person in the family who does the genealogy the ancestry yeah. he's incredible and he's always championed David in this play um, and but he's was told the play so script lost I mean did anyone was, have a copy of the play well the, in, after, after Babs Anna Manning died in 1971 she died I think it was um, again my cousin Con was quite young then my aunt my great aunt Kit who I knew very well lived in the house in Leinster Road it was a huge freezing cold house it you know, it was so expensive to keep and run. But Kit found all of David's typescripts and manuscripts. And it was Khan who said, look, we have to put these all together and give them to the National Library. I have an original copy here of Juggernaut. This is 1952. It wasn't published before this. It was only typescripts. So he was the one who encouraged Kit to. And there's this brilliant little little sheath inside I showed Kevin. And here's the 15 um plays that David wrote that all went to the National Library Archives. Mm. It's an amazing thing to have. So then, who was responsible for bringing Juggernaut back to life? Well, Kevin can answer that. I can jump in there, Pat. Yeah, it was, um, a copy was held by Ted Stapleton, who was very involved in the Drama League of Ireland, and he was based in in Tipperary. And unfortunately, he, Ted was a bit unwell and has since passed away, but he reached out to our producer, Karen Carlton, at the Balali Players, and said, this would be a lovely project for your group to put on. So by hook or by crook, it was sent to us. Um, we, we started off doing rehearsed readings of the play just before Christmas in different locations around the country to kind of get an appetite for it because a 100-year-old play, while some of the ideas still cut through, there's different older language and different ideas from the time. And the readings went very, very well. And we're lucky enough, those were directed by Thomas Conway, who has great experience working with the Druid Theatre and he's a lecturer and uh, Connell Morrison has now taken on directing the stand-up version as he would say let's put it on its feet version of the play and Connell has worked with, with the Abbey Theatre in the West End in London so now we've, we're facing into three nights next week of, of Juggernaut and one of the nights is actually already sold out which is fantastic. So we're actually going back to 1928 for the, the original genesis of the play mm-hmm. What's the plot? Where is it set? Okay, so it's set in the drawing room of the Halpins home. They live in Killiney. They're rather affluent or upper to middle, middle to upper class Irish family. They have mother and father, uh, daughter Marjorie and son Richard. They had another son who died in the Great War fighting for the English army. Um, they would consider themselves home rulers, probably lapsed nationalists, and they would consider the 
ongoing war of independence as a set during that time in, in the early 1920s. The IRA to them would be brats, murderers, scoundrels. They have had no exposure to the IRA. They'd be quite friendly with the local British army. And I suppose the audience's avatar into that family is a visiting Frenchman, Leon Auriel, who is asking lots of questions and doesn't understand what side they're on or how could they be more friendly with the British army than with the local upstarts that are that are waging this war. And, and that's where it's set. And, and the character I play, Captain Dermot Barry, as you mentioned, is, I suppose, the physical and spiritual manifestation of everything they've rejected. And he inserts himself into, into their lives and challenges them to think about everything they think they know about nationality and the war of independence and their duty and, and how to make tough decisions. Mm. Um, did you have to edit the play script at all? You mentioned some of the language might be a bit outdated, but we don't meddle that much with Shakespeare's. <laughs> Very true. Um, not so much. We, we cut out certain parts of the readings and certain parts are reinserted for the play to, so that it would make more sense. Um, more so, I suppose it's fair to tell the audience, some of the second act would be akin to almost dull debates when the characters really get into the meat of, of, of their, their differences. Um, so no, not so much. We didn't change so much. A couple of words here and there, but, but nothing major. Yeah. Now, the question is, uh, I mean, it's, it's a curiosity at the very least, but the real question is, does it stand the test of time? I believe so, very much so. There, a lot of the themes cut through. It's you know young people arguing about their ideals, um, generational differences in what the parents believed in, political ideals that always clash. But it, uh, always, I suppose, it comes down to um, what comes first, your personal considerations or your duty to your country. And that's kind of right at the crux of the play. Mm. If push comes to shove and you're asked to do something for your country, could you sacrifice some personal things to do so? Yeah, now the the question of its rediscovery. You mentioned that it was in uh, the National Library, so the play script uh, was there. Um, the, the memory of your great uncle, David Sears, he also did something else. He was a founder member of the National Ju- Union of Journalists. He in was. He was a fascinating man. He was one of the first students in Pierce's uh, pretty progressive St. Endel School, which moved to Rathfarnham. And I mean, this play was almost never written when you think about it, because I've only found out in the last few years more about my great uncle and he, how political he was. And, you know, because there were families who fell apart. We, we talk about the rising and the war depends, but the Civil War was a time that we families were torn apart. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was in, because Pierce didn't actively encourage his students to get involved at all, which a lot of people think he did. But um, my great uncle David was in the South Union, South Dublin Union garrison during 1916. And he was held in Richmond Barracks for a week or two. And he saw Willie Pierce, who was a man he admired greatly, along with Borg Pierce, being taken away. So his headmaster, his teacher, were executed. And David Sears um, was released because he was 16 years old. Mm. Can you imagine being a teenager and looking out the window and seeing your teacher being brought away? I mean, so we ended up, I mean, and he was a man who, with great humour as well. He was chairman of the Enniscourt, the Echo. He was the arts critic for the Independent and for a founder of the NUJ. So, and a very engaging man by all accounts. And apparently that house in Leinster Road was full of creative, artistic, political now, people and great conversations. The last time it was produced properly, a stand-up version, presumably costumed and all, it was at the Gate Theatre, is that so? There was the initial run was at the Gate Theatre in 1929 and then a year later in 1930. We know from the original production, uh, Miohal McLeamore, and Hilton Edwards were in the cast, so heavy lies the crown as an actor, Pat. To, yeah, and to, guess what? The only that. novel that my great uncle ever wrote, The Children of Thor, we have no, there's no copy of it. And apparently he lent it to McLeamore 
we all know that person about who borrows something doesn't return it. Yeah. So, you know, to try and get it back, there somewhere. Yeah. Some, some, <laughs> somewhere it is. So remind us again where it's on and what, what days and yep. which performances are not sold out. Yeah? I will absolutely, Pat. Thank you. Um, it's on next week, the uh, 8th, 9th and 10th of February in the Lexicon Library and Cultural Centre in Dunleary. Tickets are available on Eventbrite and if you follow myself or Maya on social media, you'll be sick of seeing and hearing about it already. But um, Saturday night is sold out. Still tickets available for Thursday and Friday. They are going fast, which I know is the old trope. But um, we hope to sell out the other nights and um, really looking forward to, to sharing it with people. Kevin Stanton, an actor in the piece and Maya Dumphy, the great niece of the author, David Sears. Thank you both very much for joining us in studio. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.